Welcome to Nightline on Dubai 103.8. It is the car clinic and it's myself, Emma Brain, in for James Pikeway, who's away for the next couple of weeks. In the studio, as usual, we've got the lovely Glenn Power, that car guy. Good morning. Good evening, Glenn. How Good are you evening. Doing? Yeah, it feels like morning, does it? I know, it does a little bit. It does, but uh, lovely to have you along. Thank you. And also joining us in the studio, we've got Fahad and Stefan, the mechanic chip tuning guys. How are you guys this evening? All right? Uh, doing great. Thanks for having us. Doing great, doing great. You're welcome. So uh, let's kick off. Uh, Glenn, starting with you, um, what have you been looking at uh, in the shop this week? Any interesting scenarios that have been coming up? Well, it's getting hot and it seems to be every week it gets hotter and hotter, as we know and expect. So it's preparing people for the summer, really. You know, we have winter checks where I'm from and here it's summer checks. Tyres, brakes, fluids, all crucial and they all change their properties in the extremes that we get here. So it's all uh, c- uh, topping our coolants up. And when we go from winter to summer, obviously, the heat expands in the tyres. So we might have to let a, a little bit out and check the tyre pressures and te- check the wear and Yeah, so and it's very crucial that we check our tyres, especially in the heat. I mean, it's um, a bit of a joke that me and James have every week, but <laughs> I dodge blown-out tyres all the way here. My route in down the 311 is literally just dodging blown-out truck tyres. And it, it, it's down to maintenance of the tyres and, and making sure they're not overloaded as well. It's a horrific thing and I, I still find it absolutely um, astounding and I, mean, I was saying to you guys earlier when I was younger my grandfather drilled it into all of us that we had to know basic mechanics yep. how to check and change our oil how to check and change our tyres top all our coolants and fluids and waters and everything up and basically know what the basics of a, of a car is so that yeah. A we know what we're doing and B we, we know when a mechanic's telling us normal Exactly. So, and uh, Fahad, I want to come to you guys. Tell us a little bit about what you do and the kind of things that is there anything that you do coming into the summer months as well? Well, uh, our main uh, uh, line of work is uh, chip tuning. So there's it's a it's a very uh, vast world that people have a lot of misconceptions of. Mm. And uh, but we we mainly focus on uh, chip tuning. If you go to Wikipedia, it mainly tells you that it's uh, it's pr- reprogramming of the uh, a reprogrammable uh, chip uh, in the ECU itself, which gives you better performance of the car. And better performance means more power and less fuel consumption. And all cars basically have these chips these days. They all have these onboard computers and all the rest of it. And uh, am I right in thinking, in to put it in layman terms, if I put it um, side by side with a mobile phone or a computer to enhance its performance, we can make little tweaks so we can do that with our cars? Absolutely, yes. Actually, the, the, the cars themselves mo- mainly come uh, a bit detuned, so they're not giving the highest power. And any software upgrade could actually give better performance. Uh, but of course, you need to have a, a specialized person who can do that and knows about a lot about the mechanics of that specific model of car. So, so is this kind of, um, and, and Glenn, from your side of things, instead of enhancing a performance by, say, rebuilding an engine, we can do this by making little tweaks to these onboard chips? Yeah, so uh, as Fahed said, um, chip tuning, it's a generic term, not a very nice one it's a bit clumsy isn't it but Actually, it's, uh, yeah it's, more, it's mainly it, called ecu remapping yeah it's nowadays, a little bit yeah. more involved in that but obviously if you if you talk about the older older cars um where they didn't have 
control units they didn't have computers on there the only way mm. to get power was to make mechanical changes and that's that's why we see huge massive engines in hot rods classic hot rods in the states and that is one of the reasons uh, when it went to computerization that uh, we were able to get more efficiency in terms of power and fuel economy by electri- you know electrifying the um, management of the engine so the fuel the air and everything else that controls how the engine operates can be controlled by a computer now if you change how that computer works in theory you can then change how much air it accepts how much fuel it injects things Spark like that timing mm. yeah exactly interesting stuff we are of course doing the car clinic if you have any questions for any of the guys tonight you can get in touch use the dubai um uh, sms 4001 or the free app and we've got one in here uh from nikki who says good evening guys uh ford f-150 has an oil leak and uh we're being quoted a lot to fix it any recommendations for um a a cheaper fix yeah, I mean, if the first thing we always say is is try and ask them to explain why it's so obscene, to use your word, in, in terms of a repair cost. Um, if if you're asking us this question, you maybe don't have any trust uh, in, in what they're telling you. If that's the case, speak to people, especially with an F-150. There is a huge community out there who run F-150s, uh, and I'm sure they'll all have an idea on recommending somewhere for you to go if, you, if you're not happy with where you currently are. I'm not going to sit here and and say they're in one particular place, but there are places out there, but make sure you can ask them straight questions and get straight answers before you give any of your hard-earned money to them. Glenn, where is an oil leak likely to uh, probably be coming from? Is it a a hose or something else? With him saying that it's an obscene amount of money to fix, then it tells me that it's probably something that's within a component, so maybe a rear crankshaft seal, which means removing the transmission and on an f-150 that is a bit of a task so the part itself might be a few hundred dirhams but the the cost comes in labor yeah. i think that's one of the and i just wanted to bring is start on that point as well labor is one of the biggest costs here i mean go, apart from my past experience as well i had um a car that and it had the ac problem you know because mm, you I knew know, the vehicle I know yep <laughs> That's and what right. it was the, the evaporator, evaporator for the AC yeah. and it's a tiny little cheap component but because of where it was the whole dashboard the whole had dashboard to be comes out, out. yeah <laughs> but so, so why aren't manufacturers making things easy to get to well it comes down to um, firstly uh, and and this could get quite uh, controversial but <laughs> the first the first reason is obviously things have to look nice so so the car ultimately all it has to do is look nice from a designer's point of view is the first person who who gets his hand on hands on what that car is going to look like he or she says i want it to look nice mm. and then the mechanical side of it so the engineers then have to work within that frame and then accountants get involved and then there has to be certain cost savings that made so instead of making things with uh, detachable panels that can all be removed nice and easily they'll put a whole panel in there which is cheaper to construct and this is what brings the cost of the car down and makes it so it will sell but then labors uh, become labor charges are then always going to be higher because things are more difficult to remove always tricky things isn't it we've got glenn power uh, that car guy and farhad and stefan the mechanic chip tuning guys and uh, let's go straight to the phone lines where we should find jamal this evening hi jamal Hi, good evening, guys. How are you? Hi, and um, you've Hi, got Hi, a problem with the lifters on your Jeep. What do you want to ask about that? 
Well, um, is it a complicated job to be quoted uh, from 13 to 17,000 by the dealers yeah. and outside uh, 5 to 10,000? Yeah, so which uh, which model are we talking about, Jamal? Which, it's which? 2013. It's a Shiroki 2013. 3.8. Uh, 3.6. 3.6. Okay, so the lifters basically are an internal component in the engine and it's 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 a labor intensive job as we've just been talking about before the break labor is going to be a huge cost those parts will still be um well certainly not cheap uh, they, they will be expensive because they're they're precision engineered parts it depends on whether you're going to change the whole set or just the ones affected and it depends what they're being affected by if they're affected by wear or if there's another internal issue that's caused them to fail in some other way that kind of information is something you should get the answer for now right. the agency would be inclined and, and probably encouraged by their brand they represent to replace the whole set so if you've got one failing and you've got 16 in each side they might tell you look we have no choice we have to replace the whole set whereas an outside independent workshop may have more freedom to say look we only have one failed we can change just one however they would probably put in some caveats there that say you know if, if any of the others do fail because it's down to wear over the next few months you might just have to accept that we have to do the whole job again so, right um asking a few more questions of them seeing what they can come back to you if, if they can't explain it to you in a way that you understand then speak to people that you know and see if there's any way you can go that can give you those kind of answers and, and a more more explained and broken down um plan basically right uh, just another question is this a common problem with these kind of models or is this something uh due to maybe uh, all service intervals or where it's being serviced etc etc yeah i mean so the guys at chrysler don't come after me i'm i'm not gonna i'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna answer your question unfortunately um look at, at the end of the day mostly things that are like engine components that have worn and this this would typically be wear causing a problem it's it's just down to wear and tear that, that can can occur through lack of servicing now that's not to mean that it's missed services it could be that it's the services maybe haven't been as as thorough as they should have been perhaps it's had the wrong oil in at some stage i don't know i don't know if you've had the vehicle from new i don't know where it's been serviced these are all speculations that i'm making um, yep. so you can do some research on whether it's common or not and if it's still close to its warranty if it's not long been out of warranty and it's been maintained with the agency you could have a case with chrysler directly asking them to give you some goodwill on it so that might be okay. an idea for you do you have a okay, lot of mileage on it uh yeah it's just done about 110. that's not a lot actually it's surprising what you're saying mm. there you go jamal does that help you out that does help a lot thanks so much guys. perfect you're Good welcome have a good evening uh we've got i've uh, got a quite few sms's coming through now uh, fahad this m might be one for you guys uh text saying my 2009 bmw 325i convertible gives a mileage of five uh, kilometers per liter i think we're, we've decided this is uh, is this normal or should i get it retuned uh, I think you probably gave a wrong um, number. Th that sounds a bit strange, actually. So maybe you want to give us uh, a proper number. Um, I don't think, uh, I think Len also shares the same opinion as I do. Yeah, five kilometers per liter, that's that's really bad. That That's normally something like a, a fuel leak. Maybe you've got an injector that's just burst open on the end and it's just running pure fuel into the engine. Uh, let alone the waste of fuel, that's going to cause a lot of internal damage to the engine and the catalytic converters. So definitely... 
um, if that is, is an accurate number and if it is five kilometers per liter then it's not a matter of retuning it it's uh, a matter of getting it repaired first might be even dangerous to drive it if yeah, there's a sure. fuel leak as well Ouch, that's not good. And uh, we've got more information on, on Nikki's uh, F-150 as well, the oil leak basically saying um, it's a transmission sump gasket and front crank seal and the labour alone is 5,200 dirhams. Ouch. Yeah, that's an expensive labour bill, yeah. isn't it? It is. <laughs> and I'm not going to say it's not justified because it's not a nice job uh, changing the transmission sump's about the easiest one. The front crank seal means there's a lot of components on the front of the engine, almost everything that sits in the front of the car that has to be removed in order to then get in there and change that seal so it is a labor intensive job you might be able to get some discount if you ask them nicely fingers crossed let's hope good luck on on that one nikki and uh, we've got a chip tuning question um i have a 2015 prado uh, 2.7 liter the model has significantly lower power than the four liter model can i increase the power through chip reprogramming and if so where (laughs) Well, uh, since it's a naturally aspirated engine, it's quite a small one. The, the, the difference won't be very significant in the power. But yes, you might get uh, a few miles more uh, to run on the car. And how does that work, Farhad? How do you go about doing this with the chip retuning? So what needs tweaking in this um, well, usually we, we look at the, I mean, remapping the en- the ECU or the or the engine itself. We, we look at the, the spark timing, uh, the injection, the fuel injection, that sort of thing. Since since it's not a, a turbo model, then there's nothing to do uh, with the turbo. And there's not much actually power with such a small engine, honestly speaking. Mm, okay. And um, something I wanted to ask you, because uh, reading through your profile from, from obviously on behalf of all the female drivers out there, you guys <laughs> have got something that might be heel savers for us. <laughs> Explain about the power booster. Absolutely. Actually, it's it's called the pedal booster, and it's it and it's an Italian uh, uh, product that we install on the. It's it's a throttle response, mm. um, but it's a very intelligent one, and it's uh, it's it's uh, we've we've seen some very nice uh, figures and beautiful smiles on a lot of people's faces. Um, yes, we are running even an ad, uh, especially for women in high heels. The thing is, um, you know, w- depending on the mode that you put on the remote control, yeah, the pedal booster gives you a faster response. For instance. Instance, if you'd if you'd go ahead and put on the on the highest mode, which gives you eighty five percent extra, right. that means that you only have to push fifteen percent of the pedal to get the full throttle. Wow! And f- with women with high heels, that's that's an amazing uh, fix, basically. Yeah, so. accelerator pedals wreck yeah. our high heels. Yeah. We ha- constantly have to have flats. In the yeah, because bag. you're you're like hanging <laughs> in the sky, and then you have to still push the pedal so hard. So yeah. I'd love this in my rental. Actually, I put my foot to the floor, and nothing happens <laughs> <laughs> at all. It's frustrating. Oh, you should best. you should you should see the <laughs> you should see moms coming over and and putting them on their you know they're, they're just normal rides so it's oh. it's amazing yeah. So we'll be having female races all over town. Stop it! Stop <laughs> it! Uh, we've got another question here. It says, uh, "Hi guys, uh, the 2017 Audi S3 is what I've got. A couple of questions about remapping. You said remapping can increase power and performance and increase fuel efficiency. Question is, why aren't the original manufacturers already producing the car's computers stock already in that condition and I know Glenn you're going to have an opinion on this one as well <laughs> aren't you so who wants to go first yeah. go ahead Glenn yeah I, look and this is this is just how I was brought up and uh, regular listeners know where I came from basically but in in terms of the tune that they are 
leaving the factory with a lot of it is down to what the manufacturer thinks is safe for that engine for the longest period of time so they have to think about um, league tables such as JD Power that is a, an international league table that takes on uh, all maintenance and repair points of new models and then lists them and then gives every car a listing and a, a place on that table so you always want to be the number one most reliable brand and you want to be the number one most reliable model now they have to take into account cost of maintenance cost of ownership if you have it highly tuned then you have to think about and, and i'm sure you guys will will take this point up but as soon as you've had it tuned to a higher performance level you do have to then maintain it more mm-hmm that then means your cost of ownership goes up and that is a huge negative on those league tables so your car then gets thrown down the league table which is a, a big issue for brands there are also things um, and and we've mentioned an s3 here and you guys have got a golf r which is the same yes yeah, the s3 so they get detuned because they're uh, the ambient temperatures here the oxygen level in the air because it's less dense and also the fuel quality here being poorer than in europe where these cars are designed so these are reasons that they're tuned to that level now that's not to say and again i'll leave it to you guys to to explain this but that's not to say that they can't be improved it's just that the manufacturers take that stand because that's what they think is best for the longevity and it's all about how they get viewed by by these league tables basically it is the car clinic with me in the studio glenn power that car guy and farhad shahiz and stefan from the mechanic chip tuning and we had a query in about a 2017 audi s3 um, about uh, remapping for increasing power performance and increasing fuel efficiency and the question was why aren't the original manufacturers already producing the com- uh, computer stock already in that condition we heard Glenn's point of view uh, just a few moments ago. Firehead, carry on. <laughs> well, thank you, Glenn. I mean, you, you just summarized everybody's concern whenever they call us or, or come to our shop. Um, basically, um, why why manufacturers don't give uh, that maximum output, um, I, I'd, I'd summarize it for you. You go to Wikipedia and you check the, the, uh, the definition of chip tuning and you'll see that uh, part of that the definition says that car manufacturers usually have um, different brands, um, but you know to save on cost, they would build the same engine and put them on different models, and it won't be justifiable if you charge the same uh, cost for for different brands. So yes, they do that sometimes for economical reasons um, or financial, um, so that you could pay more for different models or brands. Um, why? Um, the S3, for instance, you just mentioned the S3 comparable to the Volkswagen. Um, yes, they do have uh, similar engines, yes, and, and they have been du- t- tuned differently. So if I would tune the Golf, for instance, the Golf R, it would give me probably more results than I w- when I would tune the S3. It's simply because uh, the S3 has already been uh, uh, tweaked a bit higher, basically. Um, so looking at uh, the the... What Glenn says um, about uh, 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 maintenance Mm -hmm. and higher service costs, I do not agree. Yes, of course, if you'd go to, let's say, you you get sick and you go to a doctor, not all doctors will give you the same remedy, Um, the same as tuners. So some tuners do a better job than others. And uh, I cannot claim that we're the best, but yes, we haven't had any issues uh, so far 
in the past uh, many, many years. So Okay, great. Yeah. It's good to get the both sides of it in, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, we've got another BMW. I'm not sure if this is the same BMW uh, or not coming through on the uh, SMSs here. I've got another BMW 325i V6. Mileage uh, 150 gives me a 6.9 kilometre a litre. Is it okay? Very much, I think so, yeah. That's kind of in the ballpark of where it should be. It's still 15, 15 liters per 100 kilometers, so it's still a bit high for, for that engine. Okay. Maybe 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 uh, Shah has a heavy foot. <laughs> heavy foot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's always... Ease off the power easy. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, always easy in that car to uh, have a heavy foot, isn't it? You might want to check your fuel filter, uh, your spark plugs. Uh, tire uh, pressures. Tire pressures yeah. as well, yeah. yeah. I mean, th- there are so many issues, seeing as we're, we're talking about it, that can affect fuel efficiency like this. So what are the main culprits likely to be if you're finding that your car is not as efficient as it should be, barring a heavy right foot? Yeah, tyres and wheel alignment is the biggest one that we see in the workshop. Um, We are keen on the maintenance side of things. Obviously, that's our job. So what we can't do is be there every week to check tyre pressures for people. Mm. So we have to kind of uh, educate where we can and help people out. And we, you know, if if a customer's driving past and they want to come in and we'll do the tyre pressures for free, it makes sense. Uh, But but keeping the wheel alignment in in check is is also something that should be done regularly. Uh, They're the biggest things we see. Uh, I'm sure for you guys, you can make huge changes on fuel economy by altering the map. Absolutely. I mean, since well, that you, you'll be what in, in very simple terms, what you do is uh, you're getting higher horsepower and torque at lower RPM, which means that you're you'll be running the same uh, speed, for instance, but for uh, at lower RPM, which mm. means that you'll be s- saving on fuel as well. So this is this summarizes it basically. Okay, and uh, we do have another question along those lines um, in here saying, a question to the tuners. I'm planning to buy a BMW 420. Can I tune it and get a horsepower of a 435? A new car with guarantee is too much of a difference in price. Well, Fahed actually also <laughs> has the same exact same car, and uh, we did, we did uh, work on it uh, recently. Uh, you cannot get the same power because uh, 435 is a very advanced engine and uh, it has um, bigger displacement, uh, bigger turbos, but uh, you can get you can get close by. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, the 428, which is the second one, I'll give the the differences. The 420 uh, in Dubai, uh, once you buy it in Dubai, it's it runs around 184 HP. The two the 428 gives you around 245. So with a proper tune, um, without even touching the ACU, just by through OBD, we can bring it up safely to around 265, probably a bit more. So you'll be running better than a 428, but not not 435. Okay, so not quite getting there then. <laughs> and um, Glenn, let's come back to um, our summer servicing. And um, I, I was always taught while I was here because of the weather conditions we have everything to do an, an oil and filter change at least every 3,000 kilometers with that kind of still stand or do I need to just do it for my regular service? Yeah, so oil quality has improved oil technology is a huge thing now and brands come together so that that's the manufacturer of cars and the manufacturer of oils and they'll design oils for engines and and Mm. so so because of that there's a there's a lot of money spent in r&d on oils and oil types and oil quality so the oil quality is better now you can still change the oil every three thousand and there's nothing wrong with that 
it's just sometimes unnecessary unless you're using a, a lower quality oil or you have an older vehicle which might not be as efficient as the more advanced vehicles we're talking about with the tuning so if you have a vehicle that isn't controlled by a computer and you have a carburetor mm-hmm. then you're very likely going to get raw fuel passing into the oil because it's not burnt efficiently enough you'll get a lot of carbon in there because it's not burnt efficiently enough and then your inside of the engine starts to look like your grill on your barbecue <laughs> and okay. you need to you need to change the oil that's the only way to get that out the yeah. new oil has detergents in it that stop that in the first place and help break it down more electronically controlled vehicles now or the more advanced vehicles they still suffer with this problem if we don't change the oil regularly enough but you still don't have to go as 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 low as 3000 you can get 10 15000 some manufacturers up at 18000 and I've seen a lot of queries on uh, various places at the moment about the servicing of new vehicles. It used to be that if you had a brand new vehicle, you had to do the initial service at a thousand kilometres and you had to run the engine in. But now they seem to do the first service at 10,000 kilometres. Why such a big difference now? Again, technology has improved. Engines are made out of uh, more basically advanced materials. Engines are typically all alloy now mm. and they have tighter tolerances. Now, I even for me, I used to work on vehicles when they were brand new. We would have to see them in 500 miles to retighten head bolts and readjust valve clearances, and that would be a three, four day job. And the customer might have only had the brand new car for a week. That doesn't happen so often now, but we still, as we talked about before, it's all about cost of ownership. And if the advance in materials and technology can help improve that, then why not? take advantage of it and not be as wasteful okay if i had you had i think also cars have become much smarter than before so uh, nowadays uh, you don't even have to feel anything the car will tell you with all the sensors and so it will tell you if something's going wrong um unlike previously you had to feel your car and know it's exactly so I'm just confused by all the things that blink in my car now and I'm just trying to figure out what is going <laughs> wrong with the thing half the time. Um, we've got uh, sir, coming back in on the SMS again, another question about the S3. What kind of power gains can I expect from stage one and stage two tuning and would any hardware or mechanical changes have to be made for those? Well, the difference between stage one and stage two is not much of a difference. Um, But yes, if you would go for stage two, it would give you a bit more. Um, If you want to know more details, you can always call us on 05Mechanic. Um, And we'll we'll we'll, we'll be very happy to give you very, very good details on your car. Glenn, would you have to make any mechanical? Yeah, I think you would be... make sure the car was safe before you did anything wouldn't you you wouldn't allow a tune on a car give them more horsepower oh, if they absolutely. had a problem with their brakes <laughs> you know and, and, and you're not gonna you know if someone someone brings you an old uh, beetle with a yeah, a, 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 camp, oh, no, a, a camper van or something with a with a Golf R engine in the back. You're not going to give them a stay, stage two <laughs> tune with drum brakes, right? So you're going to make that's sure that's exactly. That I are wanted safe, to yeah. ask. Yeah, that's why I asked the gentleman uh, to to call us uh, on our phone because what we do is we we run a very very uh, detailed inspection on the car, right? Which means that we look at the engine, we look at the, we hook up a computer, we check all the fault codes, um, we we look at the suspension, uh, the tires, uh, any any 
anything that could be life-threatening or or in, in any effect that could damage the car um we we just stopped the tune there okay then the second stage would be uh we we run our software while we drive in the car and we take a lot of vitals so we check uh we check like the exhaust temperature. We we look at the cylinder pressure, um, uh, the the turbo boost, that sort of thing, to check also the hardware if it's functioning properly, and then we read the the car's history. After that, we check the latest updates on the software, um, in case necessary. After that, we do the tuning. So it's a very sophisticated process. It's not just a, a five minute thing. Okay, and um, this is a, an interesting one. We're coming back to the uh, tuning up a 420 to the 435. Uh, the text has been backing going, since it's a new car, will I lose a warranty? And is there a solution to avoid or hide the tuning? Um, well, if, if, you're, if you're really a car enthusiast and, and you really want to go for the for the I mean, the, the top notch, we would recommend an ECU remap. Uh, it won't be recognizable, but I mean, I, I'm not going to say that. Uh, you don't know what kind of responses I'd get mm. on that. But uh, if you're uh, if you're a bit worried uh, about uh, having having to lose your warranty or service contract, we have uh, something called the chip box, which is uh, an add-on uh, uh, module, a plug-and-play, which uh, which has the original connectors of the car. And that we usually take off whenever uh, you take it for service or a warranty. And, yeah, well, it, it gives you very good results as well. Okay. Glenn, any thoughts on that one? Yeah, I think you were right there. If, if you don't want to put something on that the manufacturer doesn't basically approve, and, and, that, and that's the key thing. So if, if, if you are thinking of doing it, definitely speak to the guys and make sure that you explain your fears and, and they'll talk you through the, the best way to go. Okay. Zero five mechanic, we're always there to listen to you. This is Emma sitting in for James for the next couple of the weeks. In the studio with me, we've got Glenn Power, that car guy, and Fathead, uh, Shahid, and Stefan from the Mechanic Chip Tuning. And we've had uh, loads of wonderful SMSs in tonight, uh, which has been fantastic. And uh, kind of to round off in this last segment, uh, let's get back a little bit to our summer servicing. And uh, Glenn, I just wanted to bring up something because it was an issue um, uh, on one of our com- community pages during the week. Someone had a problem in their car, basically. They had the overheating warning light on. Coolant or water was leaking out the bottom of the engine. Basically, everyone went, don't drive the car. (laughs) Leave it where it is. Get someone to come and deal with it. What what are the main issues that that could have been? Look, it could be that it's something really simple. When When it starts to get hot, well, anything can fail um, when it's when it's coolant obviously the the most common thing is is that we get leaks on hoses and and the radiator so there at the front of the car is the radiator it's in the direct line of everything that's on the road so if anything flicks up and hits it it's only aluminium and it can break very easily mm. it's also the hoses and plastic components that can fail they expand and they shrink with the extreme temperature changes so they start to crack these things fail quite often so most likely is a very difficult one to answer on that Uh, you could be talking anything from 20 dirhams for the cap that goes on top of the radiator or the expansion bottle depending on which which type of system you have or it could be that it's a leaking radiator or a water pump or worse there are worse things than that and it could be into the thousands so definitely don't drive it 
definitely get it recovered to wherever you're going to get it checked and definitely ask for some pictures about what's going on because that could be a real expensive one. Radiators are never a good thing when they no. go, are they? No. When, when I saw this, I came up, the old school thing of uh, cracking an egg in the radiator yeah. sprung to mind to seal the leak yeah. temporarily. Still no people, do people that do it. people still do that? Yeah, still no people that do that. <laughs> yeah. All the hands have yeah. gone up in the yeah. studio. <laughs> yeah. And it, it might get you out of a jam if you're stuck in the desert. But I just, I just old school remedies. And we were talking about this before. I remember when I had an old Escort, and uh, when you when you start a motor, started to get a bit yeah. sticky. The trick was to give it a wallop with, with a, a hammer. hammer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gets rid of the dust. Yeah. <laughs> gets rid of the dust that's built up, and then uh, you're good to go for another thousand miles. Yeah. But kind of um, thinking of old school things, and one thing that was always in the back of my mind because it happened to me, and it was awful it was the one of the most awful things and that is um, maintenance and changing of the cam belt mm. in a car because if that goes it takes your whole engine with it exactly yeah so that that's the thing that connects the bottom of the engine to the top so you need the top to move at the same rate as the bottom and in time with it uh, some people call it a timing belt because of that and if it fails what you have is the top of the engine not moving but the bottom of it still moving mm. and things collide and when two metal things collide one of them's going to break and uh, that is a very expensive repair when that happens and like you say it can be the end of the engine pretty much so yeah. when it comes to those timing belts uh, what are the maintenance for them and is there a recommendation for how long before they need to be replaced yeah. just to be on the same safe side yeah the owner's manual will tell you that all your service maintenance uh, manual that you get with the car if you haven't got it the manufacturer will be more than happy to give you that or the workshop that you use will will give you a, a recommendation on it but sometimes if you can't find out when it should be changed and you don't know if it has been changed it's probably better to change it mm. just in case and uh, in the UK we wouldn't MLT so that's the equivalent of the RTA test here we wouldn't MLT a vehicle if it was diesel and hadn't got a history of having had its timing belt changed okay so do we often forget that living here in this environment in this climate that it's very very tough on our vehicles so we need to take a little bit more care of them than possibly we would elsewhere yeah, yeah i agree absolutely. yeah absolutely. i agree i think it's 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 crucial with everything from a simple oil change to maintaining tire pressures to changing and checking basics on cars like coolants oils and uh, brakes everything like that and uh, Fahad, with what you do, can anyone with any car bring it in to you guys to, to have things checked to see if any improvements can be made to the vehicle? Uh, or is it for specific vehicles? Oh, no, we, we do a very large range of cars. Uh, I think uh, the, the latest uh, count we had was around 18,000 different models. Mm -hmm. So, yes, and uh, coming to the heat aspect, um, we do take that into our calculations. So um, there's nothing to worry on that level. So what th sort of things would you look at specifically to the environment here? Uh, well, if, 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 if you're going to be saving on fuel, then we're helping the environment. <laughs> <laughs> I, and we're all going that way, aren't we, with the hybrids and the electric cars and, and everything. But with, with the, and this is, this is the argument with all the, the motoring Middle East guys every <laughs> Monday, with everything getting more electronic and tech and everything, the more things there are to go wrong with a vehicle, surely. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, yeah, I remember. I remember. I mean, I'm old school myself. I remember the mechanical cars. Um, and uh, electronics, especially in this kind of heat, do fail. So mm. yes, I, I do. I do agree with the, with Glenn and yourself. Um, you need to get a very close watch at your car, service it uh, 
regularly and 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 keep a very close eye on anything that uh, alarming or any any uh, lights that go on in your car and just just do the job immediately and i think we should all still know the basics shouldn't we i mean i when i check my tire pressure i got i get a load of people staring at me like what's she doing i'm like i'm reading the tire pressure that it should be which is labeled inside the door nice of the car you know, go past it every time you get in and out yeah i check my my my, my tire pressure every every third tank so yeah, uh, yeah. i mean it, every every gas station has uh has, has, has air pressure so you can you can always do it as well so but it's such a simple thing, and uh, Glenn, like you were saying, the, the wear and tears on un- unbalanced and untracked tyres can cause such a difference to the performance of a vehicle, and it's such a simple thing that's easily fixed. Yeah, fuel fuel economy and also braking performance. So you've got to take all these into account, and tyres are not cheap. They're I mean, not. You know, we, we've, we've talked about a lot of nice cars on here tonight, and putting a set of tyres on those vehicles is in the thousands. And if it's as simple as spending 100 or 200 dirhams every few months and checking the wheel alignment is, is as it should be and to specification and rotating the tyres front to back, again, if that's possible, uh, then it makes sense to do it because a, a set of tyres is very expensive. And, and, and things like that, like that as well, I'm a bit of an eco-warrior and I, it's just wasteful, isn't it? It's mm. just wasteful, just wasting tyres for the sake of not getting them checked often enough and that might cost you money but at the end at the end of the day it's costing you time as well yeah. because you have to have the car off the road while you do yeah, it. Yeah, but it's very easy to, to actually feel it. We have such good roads here so any yeah. any any pulling to the right or the left you can you can immediately feel it or any vibration in the tyres you, you should you should take very special attention mm. immediately. So. But I see why so many people get confused with tyres because you go to one place and they'll charge you a fortune for it and you go to somewhere else and they'll go now you've got six months left on those tyres and we'll charge you half the price for a set. Uh, so it it's really hard to know where to go and who to believe when it comes it comes to tyres a lot of the time. Well, I found that yeah. personally. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's not just tyres, it's everything. But with the tyres in mind, it, it, it's one of those things where get into the workshop that you go to or the tyre shop if it's just a separate place for your tyres and, and, and has, ask somebody there to explain to you what is wrong with your tyre, if, if indeed anything at all. And also give you what is available on the internet but basically a, a tyre safety chart which gives you all things to look out for and as Fad was saying we've got great roads here if you feel that there's anything wrong at all it's not a silly question to ask someone to check for you and people are out there to do that and, and it's going to be a few hundred dirhams you spend and it could save you thousands fantastic well sadly gents we have run out of time where did the hour go (laughs) very lively discussions tonight and we've had some fantastic sms's in uh once again at glenn power fahed shahid and stefan thank you all so much for coming in for the car clinic this week thanks thank you uh, you're welcome glenn we'll see you once again next week 